Hello and thank you for listening to the Falcon Podcast. Today going to recap the NSU unfortunate home loss to UT Martin 35-10. to Going to recap the other games around the Southland Conference. We will be back on Wednesday and we'll be talking about soccer, volleyball, and cross country. Uh, the football team will be off this weekend as the Southeastern game that was supposed to be this weekend has been postponed to a later date. But we will still be back on Wednesday uh, to cover the other sports and also preview the upcoming Southland football games. Before we get to this week's episode, a word from our sponsor. Disappointing weekend for the Demons, dropping their home opener to UT Martin 35-10 to in front of 9,000-plus at Turpin Stadium. Uh, unfortunately, in this one, Demons never were in it. We're down 14-0 very quick. Uh, I felt watching the game that UT Martin came out with a ton of intensity, uh, Demons just didn't match it, found themselves in a 14 nothing hole early and never could seem to climb out of it. We're down 21 nothing in a minute 59 left and a half. We'll get a late field goal to make it 21-3, but Demons never really challenged. And then this one, they eventually lose in 35-10. Uh, despite the score, I did see some positives um, as opposed to the game against Alcorn last week. And I'll get into that one, Demon offense... Uh, played uh, much better, I thought. Had moved the ball much better. I thought we looked more in rhythm. They went at Alcorn at Alcorn. Uh, we really did seem to be, uh, never could find a rhythm, never could find consistency in moving the ball. I thought Demons were better in that, but that does lead us to a stat I'll get into in a little bit. That was the deciding factor in the game. I start off rushing-wise. Demons had 33 rushes for 174, 5.3 yards. Uh, that's very solid stat. If you can get those numbers week in, week out, you're going to have some success. Tennessee Martin, though, however, had 42 rushes for 260 yards, 6.2 average, and four touchdowns. That is a very concerning stat. Uh, for the third straight week, uh, the Demon defense has allowed a lot of rushing yards, and that is not a recipe for success. Anytime a team can line up and run it down your throat, it's normally not going to end well for you. And one of the reasons why, if uh, teams are running the ball that consistently week after week after week, it will wear down your defense eventually. And I thought that's what happened with Northwestern. I thought we played uh, pretty well for the most part outside of those first couple of minutes. I thought we played well, and then as the game went on, I thought the defense just kind of got worn down. Passing-wise, Caleb Fletcher, 28-49 for 249 yards, one touchdown, and two picks. Keon Martin from UT Martin, 18-23 for 172, one touchdown, and no interceptions. <clears throat> Caleb Fletcher, I thought, played well for the most part. Had a couple of bad passes, but I didn't think he did anything that cost us to lose the game. Keon Martin for UT Martin, uh, best way I can describe him was very efficient. Uh, he wasn't exceptional, but he wasn't bad in any way, shape, or form. Uh, with Keon Morton, the way he played is the style of play I think we need from our quarterback situation at Northwestern in that he didn't play hero ball. He just took what the defense gave him and didn't force anything. And uh, Keon Morton, very uh, very gifted quarterback. Caleb Fletcher, again, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's solid, and I think he can win a lot of games for us. Not all his fault uh, would happen on this one. Uh, in fact, it's back to that same scenario I've said uh, with Alcorn. Our line played well. Our running backs didn't play bad. Our receivers didn't play bad. Caleb Fletcher didn't play bad, but something there is just not clicking. Total offense, Demons end up 423, UT Martin 432. And, and you look at those stats, it's very similar, very even stats. It should have been a very close game. It really should be a game the Demons should have won at home. But 
We end up with a 35 to 10 loss, and you can ask, how can this happen? You look at the statistics, it points to an even game. But the difference in the game, UT Martin was 4 or 5 in the red zone. That is a great number. If you're 4 or 5 in the red zone, you're going to probably win majority of your games. Northwestern, meanwhile, 1 of 6 in the red zone. Uh, that is abysmal. Uh, Demons move the ball much better in this game. Uh, something I said against Alcorn was we never seemed to get in rhythm. We we just didn't look good on offense against Alcorn. In this game, I thought we looked much improved. We moved the ball really well until we got inside the 20, and then our offense just seemed to stall out. Uh, one of six in the red zone is going to lose you games more times than not. Uh, no excuses for that. I mean, you have got to convert on over 50% of your red zone trips, whether it's touchdowns, whether it's field goals. When you only convert on one of those, uh, you're just not setting yourself up for success, and that's the end of the game. Something I did like watching it, I thought we did take more shots downfield than we did against Alcorn. I like to see us do more uh, deep threats, more shots downfield. I think that will open up our offense even more. But it did look like the coaches were definitely working that in there. I'd like to see our tight ends get into the game more. I, I think we have some talent at tight ends that can do well. Got to give props to our offensive line. I thought they did really good. The defense overall, I thought they did really well. Bartholomew was out. Had a couple of guys injured. But I, I thought the defense really, you know, I thought they played okay. I thought at the end uh, they were just kind of gassed. And that's how they gave up some late scores. But you know, overall, if you're demons, you've got to convert. You've got to find that consistency. One thing I've noticed in the Alcorn game and in this one, and I thought we were better in this one, but when you look at effective offenses, and I'm talking about the North Dakota States, your Sam Houston's, Southeastern, James Madison, Eastern Washington, you watch the opposing team linebackers. A lot of times on their running plays, the linebackers are almost taking a step or two back before coming up and engaging the runner. On passing plays, are kind of still for a second, making sure there's not a run. You can see the other team's linebackers off balance. Now, UT Martin, there was a couple of plays where I thought that did happen. But more times than not, I saw whenever we run, we were calling a running play. They engaged to our running backs. They, you know, swarmed them very quickly. When we did passing plays, they dropped into coverage very quickly. There never seemed to be a hesitation of what they were doing. It seemed like they almost knew what we were running before we ran the play. And that is concerning. So I think... Going forward from now, uh, the coaching staff has to figure out a way to maybe disguise our plays just a little better and keep the other team off balance. Uh, With that said, though, I thought there was a definite improvement on offense, but you have got to convert. Uh, Looking at the players of the game for UT Martin, Peyton Logan, 14 rushes, 179, and one touchdown. Uh, He's the guy I said earlier uh, at the last episode that if he had a big game, it would be tough for us to defeat them, and he had a very big game. Colton Pop Dowell had four receptions for 84 yards. Not horrible, but still, that's a good number, 84 yards receiving. So uh, we didn't do a good job of shutting down their two primary guys. Uh, the big guy for Northwestern I'm going to go with is Gavin Landry. Uh, five receptions, 55 yards. I thought he was by far the player of the game. Uh, had some really key catches, just unfortunately couldn't get him uh, in the red zone enough, but i like to see him on more red zone plays, and we've got to do something to adjust our red zone offense because, uh, like I said, it was abysmal. Now, that basically cost us the game. Uh, give credit to our offensive and defensive lines. I thought they both played really well. Uh, end of the day, though, Demons uh, have to go to a drawing board. Now, 
there is a positive right now, and that is that the Southeastern game that was supposed to be for this weekend, and I've covered this before, and I know it's been mentioned, but due to Hurricane Ida, that game has been pushed backward uh, into November. I think uh, with this loss, that does help the Demons. Uh, basically, right now, we have a lot of things to figure out. I look at it this way. Uh, you know, if this was an FCS school or FBS school, apologies, our season would be essentially over because you're not making, you know, the playoffs in FBS with, you know, three losses and only three start. In FCS and, you know, the former Division One AA, we're playing for playoffs. Uh, this doesn't matter. These last three games, throw them away. It doesn't matter. Right now, our goal is to win conference, and that is still very attainable, but we need a lot of improvement to get there. Uh, Southeastern Nichols, they look very tough. We're going to have to improve tremendously to keep up with them. But I think the talent is there, and I think these two weeks will help. I think right now, if you're demons, have a day or two of rest, get your head on right, come back ready to work. <clears throat> you got two weeks to prepare. Conference play will start up. And whatever tweaks you need to make, whatever we need to do to get the red zone going, to get the offense more effective, do it. Whatever we need to do to get short stuff on defense, get it done. Special teams, get it done. Use this to our advantage, and I think it does work very opportunistically for us. I think this will be a benefit for the Demons. Now, for the Demons, definitely a little psychological thing. Look, we had 16 straight losing seasons. We're looking down a barrel of a gun on number 17. That's not easy, and my heart goes out to the team. But right now is the time, if you're the Northwestern football team, you can either look in the mirror and say, all right, we're a losing team, we're going to continue on with that, and just finish out the season. Once you hit 16 straight losing seasons, people won't be that disappointed. They're almost expecting it. Or you can look in the mirror and say, that's not us anymore. This might have been a really bad start to the season, but we're going to come out here, work even harder, take advantage of these two weeks, and we're going to hit the Southland Conference play running. We're going to win that first game, and we're going to go on and compete for a conference title, which is very possible. Now we do need a lot of improvement, but it's improvement I think we can make. This is a talented team, and I'll still say that. This line, offensive line, I still think is the potential to be the best line since 2001. I'll still go with that, but we need to make those fixes. We have two weeks to get it done. We need to get it done. Looking around the Southland Conference, had some uh, interesting scores. I think overall a positive day for the Southland. In fact, uh, at halftime, I tweeted out, not a good day for the Southland. And luckily, the teams in the Southland turned it around and ended up having, I think, a pretty successful day with the exception of HBU and Northwestern. Start off southeastern, just absolutely dominated Central Connecticut, fifty-six to ten, pretty much expected. Cole Kelly, twenty-six to thirty-three, four hundred forty-four yards, four touchdowns, one interception. He is having just an absolute killer year, a phenomenal quarterback. And uh, again, not having to play them this week, I think really benefits us. I do not think we're ready to play them at this moment. I think these two weeks definitely gives us a chance to shore up the things we need to shore up to compete with him. And I think we have the talent to compete with Southeastern, but we've got to make improvements. Uh, big one with Southeastern, they improved to 2-1. UIW improved to 2-1 with an upset win over Texas State, the former Southwest Texas, former Southland Conference team. UIW with a 42-34 win. <clears throat> Actually, uh, that game, I felt UIW really had control of the game from the start. Uh, Farrell, for them, had 10 receptions, 132 yards, and two touchdowns. Great performances. Uh, and you could look at the teams doing well. 
lots of good performances. Uh, and UIW 2-1, and one, a tremendous win. They are looking absolutely great right now. McNeese with a great come-from-behind win against Southern. They were down 21-10 uh, at half. Come back with a 31-24 win. Henderson had 20, or Hurdison, I should say, 23 rushes for 111 yards. Great game for him. Uh, one negative on that one, and I do hope he's okay, is Cody Ogeron, uh, Coach O's son, uh, took an absolutely vicious shot. Um, he was sliding down, and a Southern player just absolutely decapitated him. It was a dirty play, to be honest. I'm not saying the player was dirty or Southern's a dirty team. Uh, but the play in, in question was definitely a dirty play, and um, the player was ejected for Southern. Unfortunately, Orgeron uh, did leave the field. I do hope he can recover from it. It, it was a really nasty-looking play. Uh, but Minis came away with a 31-24 win. Congrats to them. As they go to their first win, they're 1-2 on the season. The thing I look at that one, Southern, very even with Alcorn. Uh, difference in those games is we were up on Alcorn, couldn't hold the lead, and uh, at the end of the game, we couldn't make the plays needed to win. McNeese played Southern. They were down, came from behind, and made the plays they needed to do to win. <clears throat> I think we're even with McNeese, but <clears throat> McNeese did make the plays to win that one. So McNeese gets the edge over us at this point. And last but not least, Houston Baptist, uh, absolutely tough loss, losing 27-37 to to Prairie View. Uh, they're 0-3, and a really difficult thing for them is UIW absolutely boat raced Prairie View last week. Uh, so Houston Baptist has lots of problems right now. Uh, <clears throat> as much as the Demons have been struggling, Houston Baptist is struggling a whole lot more. And uh, just looking kind of at the scores here, you can see a definite, the pack kind of emerging in the Southland with uh, Southeastern Nichols clear-cut number one and two. Uh, I'd say UIW third, McNeese coming up fourth, and then below those you have Northwestern and Houston Baptist bringing up the weir right now uh, for the way the teams are playing. Again, I think the Demons can do better, but performance-wise right now, we're kind of proving the athletic directors correctly with the way they voted for the preseason polls. want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Farcom Podcast. Hopefully, uh, we'll have some better results to talk about, especially as we hit Southland play now. Of course, the Demons will have a bye week, unexpected bye week due to Hurricane Ida. And uh, as always, our hearts and prayers uh, out to everyone still affected by that. And there are still thousands of people who are affected. We'll be having an episode as uh, usual on Wednesday. And that one I will be talking about the volleyball team soccer and cross country i'll also preview the upcoming southland football games uh, after that one i will not have an episode the next monday but we will return uh the next wednesday after that so take a week off uh, return next wednesday we'll recap what happened in the southland recap volleyball soccer and cross country and then also preview the next northwestern football game but again we'll be back on wednesday look forward to giving out the podcast on Wednesday. It'll be a fun one. And of course, coming up around the corner, folks, basketball is going to be starting before you know it. And uh, a lot of excitement, both men's and women's teams. And uh, I, I can tell you one thing, uh, obviously we know Coach McConaughey, just such a great guy. And uh, just want to say Coach Nims, uh, you know, for the girls side, man, that is awesome. And uh, look forward to see both demon basketball teams playing. Uh, I think we have some tremendous coaches uh, one coach I do want to just uh, highlight right now, a uh, former Demon coach, 
is Coach Mark Schlesinger at UNO. And UNO has gone through some horrific things with Hurricane Ida. They've had to, you know, evacuate. They've been kind of traveling all around. And it's definitely a tough experience to do that, not having your home gym to practice in, your home to stay in. You have to stay in hotel rooms and dorm rooms. And it's not ideal. And Coach Schlesinger, I follow him on social media. I consider him a good friend. And he has been the most upbeat person of just everything has been turned positively. And, you know, it's just amazing to watch a coach like him operate where even in the worst situations, he finds a way to turn it into a positive. And you could tell how much his players respect him and love him. And that is something just amazing to see. So just want to give just a lot of credit to coach uh, Schlesinger at UNO and, uh, if you haven't got a chance to talk to him, I uh, do advise that, you know, next time Northwestern plays, you know, if you get a chance, you know, have a chat with him. He's just a really tremendous individual and tremendous coach. And, you know, aside from when they play the Demons, I definitely wish you and know the best of luck. And uh, if you get a chance, go check out his social media, you know, his Facebook page, check out uh, just different releases that he's given since they have evacuated. And uh, the positivity he's shown is really inspiring. Uh, want to definitely mention that. I do thank you for listening. Hope all of you have a great week. You know, the football team, they're going to get better. I still have faith in them. I still believe in them. I think all the Demon fans still believe in this football team. You know, soccer and volleyball, both doing great. Cross country, I think, is doing great. So a lot to be positive for our folks. Uh, don't get down here. Long season to go. Uh, we can still count, get our goals. We can still win Southland Conference Championship. So let's think positively, folks. Let's have a great week. Hope you have a great week. Look forward to talking to you on Wednesday, and as always, Forkham Demons.